Hello, everyone. Welcome to Portfolio Room podcast, where we explore the trends of uh, impacting private equity. Today, I'm Gleb Pazmailov, private equity CFO specialist, head of Benelux, uh, and excited to have today Bart Hormans, CFO of Gardron currently, a uh, portfolio company of Down to Earth Capital. And today we will discuss the desire of private equity funds for food products. Hi, Bart. Nice to be in your podcast. So thank you. Thank you for coming today, Bart. So Bart, I think, you know, the consumer uh, foods, consumer goods industry uh, in private equity is in general an interesting topic. And what I want to start today is uh, to ask you in the times of economics recession, how badly the demand for luxury food products will be affected, you think? Well, I think that uh, in, January, in general, luxury products are doing very well uh, in difficult economical times. Uh, so, for example, if you look at the success of LVMH uh, since 2020, mm -hmm. you see that, that luxury goods are often a way for people on one hand to show that they are doing fine, huh? although of the economical situation, mm -hmm. but on the other hand, also an escape. Huh? So it are difficult times. So people sometimes yeah, want to buy something expensive just to make them feel good, uh, even if maybe they cannot really afford mm -hmm. it. On the other hand, uh, as you mentioned, so I'm, I'm, I'm working with Kudru now, we're in the chocolate industry. Chocolate is sometimes also seen as a bit of a luxury uh, product. But of course, we also know that chocolate is not champagne or caviar. Eh? So I think in, in, in these kind mm -hmm. of industries, we don't benefit from this, um, yeah, from this trend. And here we see more and more the trend towards private label. And so we see because of the economical situation, people have uh, less uh, money to spend that they're choosing more often for private label. Uh, and yeah, I also mm -hmm. think that if, if you look uh, in the past 10, 15 years ago, private label products were often a bit of inferior quality yeah, because they were, yeah, sometimes it, it was more a leftover yeah, from, from branded manufacturers um, yeah. or because they needed to be cheaper, they had to reduce, yeah, let's say quality. And I think nowadays that's, that's completely different. Huh? I think now the, the main difference between branded products and private label is more in the marketing costs eh, because brands need to spend a lot of marketing costs um, to, to keep consumers interested. And in private label, you don't have that. Eh? So mm. I think the quality of the products, uh, private label products is, is often equal to branded products. And the difference today is more in the fact that mm. they don't need to spend the marketing cost. Uh, and, and people are starting mm -hmm. to see that eh? so and they're making more conscious choices price versus quality and that's what yeah a trend that we see eh, that, that that people are making the choice more often for a private label because the quality is also uh, fine for that this is yep uh, i agree with you in that sense even like you know when i go to the shopping mall let's say i see that there's idq in the shops yeah. like lmvh as you mentioned or like either yeah. something like yeah. zara yeah. so you know like more like a level Oh, but more and more, I see mm -hmm. private labels yeah. as well. Price quality yeah. is, is way better. Than. And in that sense, you know, as we as we in the hard times right now, right now, as they say, right, like the IPO percentage has decreased, the demand for IPOs, everyone trying to postpone it. How do you think, you know, the current economic environment will impact uh, carve-outs in the consumer goods industry? 
Well, I think it's 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 probably similar in in different industries, eh? so um, or in all industries. Eh? Often, a carve out or divesting part mm-hmm. of the business is seen as an alternative mm-hmm. way to raise capital eh? because of the with the high interest rates, it's become more expensive mm-hmm. eh? to to go to the bank uh, to to uh, uh, to get money for your investments, and so more and more companies eh? in in a downturn downturn are are looking to rationalize their portfolio yeah, so if they have a, a business unit that is less profitable for example yeah then then they're they're more likely to to carve it out or to to sell it because that's a way to get mm-hmm. new money in so they can invest it in yeah. yeah more profitable business or of course sometimes companies are, are are forced to divest part of their business because they need to pay back uh, their their loans eh, when they're a bit over leveraged mm-hmm. uh, in times of low interest rates. So yeah, I think uh, carving out or divesting part of the business can be yeah, a very good alternative for the company mm-hmm. who has to do the divestment. But it can also create yeah, nice opportunities, I think, for for uh, for the buying side eh, and also for private equity investors who maybe can do yeah, a bargain uh, this way. Yeah. Yeah, those who uh, those who have cash yeah. now uh, have actually good time Indeed, in that yeah. sense yeah, to get the really good opportunities. And what would you say? You know, your thoughts in in consumer goods business. Uh, what are your thoughts regarding? Would you rather buy and build, or versus you know, you know acquire more companies, or versus you would actually build the, mm-hmm. the company? Is it better to do organic growth or buy other competitors? Yeah, yeah. Essentially, that's what I'm trying to understand. Yeah, also, yeah, I think there there's no uh, one right answer. I I think it really depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, in private equity, it will also depend in which phase you are. Eh? If, if 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 the private equity mm-hmm. uh, fund has just invest invested, they want to grow very fast, and often eh, it's faster to to buy competitors when you're a bit mm-hmm. eh, when you're already for some years in the portfolio, maybe. Eh, they don't want to invest that much or that fast. And then it will mm-hmm. be more about growing the, the existing business. Uh, but I think, yeah, so it's, it's to be looked at uh, case by case. Um, of course, when there is a competitor mm-hmm. with a good market share in a, in a, in a complementary market or geographical area, maybe it's cheaper to buy them mm-hmm. and then to try to fight them. Yep. So then it, then it can be better to, uh, to take them over. What I'm also, uh, what I'm always a bit careful for is that a lot of, I think a lot of acquisitions are, are done because the synergy advantages that mm-hmm. are there, I think often they are a bit overestimated. So I think that's something you really need to watch out for. So it's, it's important mm-hmm. to have a good due diligence before you take the step, but it's even more important to also execute integration in a good way so that you can also grasp the the benefits that that are there. Mm-hmm. Sure, makes sense. And uh, in terms of you know, in terms of now, as we're getting more and more e-commerce websites, online digitalization, would you say you know the consumer's demand for shopping online is obviously yeah. rising? What do you think for what's the best approach for brands in consumer goods industry to reduce costs? Do you think omni-channel, uh, you know, alternative is a good idea or? Yeah, I, I think uh, so. Yeah, we will know the correct answer in 10 years, probably. Yeah? <laughs> and because mm-hmm. now it's a bit too soon. Uh, indeed, e-commerce is that yeah, the market has really boomed during the pandemic. Yeah, 
We see it yeah. now cooling down a bit, so it's still increasing, but but more in the realistic uh, sense. Um, and I think a lot of companies started their first journey, let's say, uh, their online journey uh, two or maybe three years ago. So uh, we're all still, yeah. let's say, learning how to surf the wave. But in my personal view, I think in, in, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, probably I think consumers will, will buy 80 to 90% of their, of their things online. So for me, online is yeah. really the way to go, especially in the B2C uh, uh, area. So I think companies to be successful or to stay relevant, they, they need to invest in online. The question mm-hmm. is, how long do you need to keep investing in your in your uh, physical shops? I yep. think also there it will be different per industry or, or for some brands, it will be different than for other brands. But I think the more and the faster you start investing in your online uh, channel, the sooner you will be able to reduce your investments in your in your physical shops. Mm-hmm. So and then I think uh, it's it's company per company. You will have to see where is the tipping point. Uh, when do you start uh, or stop investing in your shops and start closing shops? But for me, omnichannel is is more at a transition phase. And in the future, I think it will be more and more online and and less and less uh, physical shops. Sure. Okay. But on the other hand, uh, don't you think like I mean, obviously, due COVID, online shopping was you know the best yeah. idea, right? And those who we're prepared for this, we're obviously, you know, strike, strike up. Uh, but in terms of like, you know, they said the same thing for restaurants as all the people will order food. But don't you feel like that after COVID people realize that actually, you know, going to shops, uh, you know, for specific product, it's actually like, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. an experience. Yeah. Like you, you see the shop, you like, it gives another, it gives, it kind of persuades the buyer to acquire the product essentially. Yeah. So do you think this also like, you know, do you think it plays a role in that sense to keep shops? I think it will. Uh, I can also imagine that that some uh, brands will specify, uh, will say, okay, we, we don't want to go for online. We really want to go for the experience. Uh, that, that can be a strategy. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I think if you look at the long term, yeah, probably this this emotional factor will will be less and less relevant because the benefits mm-hmm. of online will be bigger and bigger. But also if you look, mm-hmm. and I'm not an expert, but if you look at, for example, the metaverse, there you also yeah. start experiencing this. Eh? Uh, we already see it also with, mm-hmm. with in the gaming industry, eh, with Fortnite. And, 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 and so there's really yeah. communities and, and the people who are mm-hmm. using it, yeah, they, they don't need this physical shop anymore because they get the same emotions online. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, I think yeah, so this, this will evolve very fast. I don't know what what will uh, what will be the next phase. I'm not a specialist in that, but I am a believer that that it, yeah that that is the way to go. Uh, I've realized as well, like when I went to Nike shop just recently, and I was you know I wanted to get like a pair of pair, yeah, pair of yeah. trainers basically, and I said, oh, wait, you have it, but why you don't have like all the sizes? They're like, look, the main thing of us is now to yeah. for you to see and then order it online. Yeah. That's yeah. the idea. That's it. I'm like, okay. And do you think in terms of also inflation, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, everyone's talking about it. Uh, do you think, uh, how will inflation, you know, affect the ongoing supply and change disruption affect the consumer goods yeah. industry? Because surely it, it should play a bad mm-hmm. effect in that sense. Yeah, I, I think that basically, yeah, the worst of the inflation is probably already uh, behind us. And also mm-hmm. supply chain disruptions, I see that, that, that they are 
yeah, minimized eh, versus a couple of years ago. And I also think that uh, so there, there's a lot of folks now in the media, etc., on uh, inflation and high interest rates. But I think, mm-hmm. uh, and that's an advice that, that, that I would like to give to, uh, especially also younger generations, and uh, you're also a young, uh, young guy still, um, is to is to also look at look at the more longer term trends. Uh, so um, mm-hmm. don't only look at what is happening today or what happened the, the past two to three years. But also see, okay, for example, inflation. Yeah, that's not new. It's something that comes back every every uh, uh, couple of years. Uh, mm-hmm. So how to deal with it? It's also not that yeah, not that exciting. Yeah, because in the past, people already thought about that. There are books written. Mm-hmm. I assume if you ask ChatGTP how to deal with inflation, that you will get uh, quite a good answer. Give you I, didn't, yeah. I didn't ask mm-hmm. yet, but I'm I'm sure uh, th- that it will be uh, uh, quite yeah, quite relevant. So mm-hmm. my let's say my advice is, as, especially to younger people, yeah, look how how people dealt with it ten years ago or, or fifteen years ago. Look what what they did well, uh, which decisions were good, and built on that. Don't reinvent the, the wheel. Yeah, and for, learn from the bad decisions. Uh, so try to do it better. Uh, with yeah, with the knowledge that we have now, so yeah, that that would be basically my advice. So don't focus too much on on what there is today. Of course, mm-hmm. we need to we need to take action uh, for inflation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But also try to look at the trends which are twenty years or fifty years instead of only the the, the, the two to five year uh, yeah. things that are going on. Let's say think long term yeah. in that yeah. sense. Long-term. Yeah, and there I think yeah. I also. Also in private equity, yeah, that's also important. So I think the, the private equity houses are also looking at those long-term trends and also trying to invest in those. Yeah? So mm-hmm. just an example, let's say the, the, the scarcity of drinking water, yeah, which in Europe is not yet a problem, but in mm-hmm. other uh, regions it is. So I think the, 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 yeah. the good uh, PE houses are, are looking at those trends, the long-term trends and investing on those. Yeah? So if they see companies who have good technology to solve this problem or who are uh, who have nice innovations uh, to, to deal with the problem, yeah, mm-hmm. they will invest in those companies and they will also be successful in, in, in the long run, I think. Yeah. So um, and also, I think in, in the media, etc., we should also focus more on that because if yep. you make, for example, the, 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 the comparison with China, eh? China, if you look at China, the last 25 to 30 years, they have grown enormously. They have become uh, much mm-hmm. more powerful uh, in the whole world economy. That's because, or partly because, they look long term. Eh? So they look ahead 40, 50, 60 mm-hmm. years uh, ahead of them. That's also why, for example, they now uh, control all the, the resources for, for batteries and eh, for electrical transport. Yeah, that's not a coincidence. That's because they saw it coming. That's what coming. And also all the all the like all the ports yeah. they try to yeah. buy all the ports like to uh, so they always the you know supply chain is always there yeah that they absolutely will control. so uh, yeah, yeah it's nice. really I think we should start doing that more and more also in in in, in our Western uh, industry if we want to stay yeah. successful I think a good example for example is uh, is um, is what the European Union is doing now with the Green Deal eh, with ESG where mm-hmm. they also have the courage to say, okay, we're taking measures and they will be painful on the short term, yeah. but in the long term, they will be beneficial uh, for uh, for us. So uh, 
yeah, I, I hope yeah. that is something what also new generations will start doing more and more. Yeah, for sure. I will. I think for yeah, for all of us that uh, we need to think long term in that sense, not just short term yeah. gain. Totally. Sure, uh, Bart. Thank you very much for stopping by today. I knew that you know this discussion will be uh, very interesting and insightful, and I think you know all of us, not just uh, from private equity in this industry, got some got some advice and tremendous education you know, from all lessons from that stuff. So I really appreciate your time. And again, just want to say okay. thank you. Thank you very much and success. Today.